Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Aspian Menopause. Today, I have the beautiful Ola Walney with us. We're going to be talking about Venus, sacred mysteries, and so much more. Olna, thank you very much for coming on to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really delighted to be here, Wendy. Thank you so much for the invitation. Um, I'll be honest with you. And I, I, I mentioned that before, that I truly have been waiting for a for an invitation from a lady i've i've been a little bit here and there um invited by men which i obviously appreciate very much but i think that um it's a little bit different when i can get um into certain topics especially in this kind of podcast where you openly talk about the menopause which is such an important and powerful time for a woman so i'm really really thrilled to be- for everyone listening ola has two engineering degrees and how she got into doing what she does today is quite an interesting story. She now lives in the northern part of Norway, I believe, in the Arctic Circle. So, that's <laughs> wow. And um, <laughs> whenever I think of those words, I always imagine the northern lights overhead. Is is that something that happens quite often in your life? You, you, you look out your window and you're seeing these ma- magnificent displays? Yes, it is kind of um, everyday occurrence here um, in the in the winter season. So I have been extremely lucky to to be exposed to that. Just as we are exposed already right now, as we speak, we have the um, mid uh, midnight sun. So the, the sun doesn't doesn't hide anymore. The sun shines twenty four seven. So we experience kind of both extremes, and certainly the the northern lights in the in the winter time. Sort of from October to about March. Um, well, that's just a um, spectacle and it's well, on its own. Wonderful. We here in the UK, we often look out and we have grey clouds, so I'm quite envious. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually like to jump straight in um, about Venus and the Moon, the sort of sacred wisdom from our ancestors. How we as women, we aren't getting the full story of our background and our past. Would you like to just get started and just tell people? Um, what you've discovered in in your research. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very careful about using the the word research, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about those two engineering degrees and how much I value them these days. (laughs) Um, Because you see, um, I think that a great bulk of knowledge, that hidden wisdom, that is not really something that you can find in the in the kind of mainstream um, narrative in the books. Um, a lot of wisdom has been um, hidden, or it's not really so much hidden. It's just something that we that we miss, that we overlook. But the legends, mythology, um, the indigenous stories, um, ethnic uh, cultures, um, the tales that they have, there is so much truth. And history, the true history in in those accounts, um, that I've been absolutely blown away. It absolutely made me question the the way I I approached things in the past, and this is where my, um, like you mentioned, my two engineering degrees come to play, um, because I think I I in the in the course of my life and certainly uh, reconnecting with this wisdom. Which, which is also the, the wisdom of the, of the women, um, from where I come from. Because while I live in, in the, in the northern Norway, I'm originally from Poland. So, so the Eastern European lore of wisdom, the, the kind of wisdom of the grandmothers, um, I've reconnected to, to, um, uh, 
to this beautiful, beautiful lore um, uh, of alchemy, feminine alchemy. And quite frankly, the engineering degrees were absolutely useless <laughs> in, in that aspect. And, and I think that um, throughout my path, I have discovered that if you really, really want to crack uh, the truth, you have to take off the, the, the mind base, the logic and, and that kind of approach, because it is a bit of a, um, a bit of a, bit of a one way, um, uh, street where not necessarily you're going to find all the, all the answers. So, so you see my background, um, I've been always all my life sort of with one leg in the in the engineering, in the kind of sciencey side of things. I wanted everything to make sense. I wanted everything to calculate and I wanted to prove everything. Um, and the other the other the other foot I, I sort of had in that more um, metaphysical world. So I've always, always, ever since I remember, I've been interested in astrology. And I have um, pursued different schools of astrology throughout my life, um, and that was probably one of the one of the ways to to really get into the research. Because I think that the, the kind of mainstream astrology that you have access to um, it, it's absent the the background. So so you know astrology is an ancient um, discipline and. It absolutely should be studied in the context of mythology, the original mythology, not the one that's been changed, that's been inverted, and um, it's it's just a pure deception. So, so when you start to go down that path, including ancient texts, sacred texts, then a totally different picture emerges, and that includes Venus and the Moon, which is probably one of the the biggest the probably the biggest um, deception that especially as a weapon um, to um, to women. Wow. Okay. So now our listeners are digesting that little morsel because a lot of people listening won't even know about this. I've, I've at least um, heard you talk about Venus and the moon before. So I'm a bit more prepared, Ola. But with the actual moon energy, I remember growing up in South Africa where a friend of mine's mom worked with children that were special needs and whenever there was a full moon the children all acted completely bonkers like they were absolutely crazed and I mean I was young and I didn't really pay much attention to it but I have noticed that sometimes the moonlight feels pretty um, unsettling and I, I make sure I close the windows at night so I, I don't have this kind of cozy loving the moon kind of personal experience from myself but I have had books on planting by the moon well, I heard you say something about Venus used to be used for planting and in, in agriculture. So could you expand a little bit on that, please? Right, sure. So in terms of the moon, I think that um, in the in women's circles, if you like, especially in the new agey circles, which I am um, very, very wary of, and I, I don't recommend going down that path, but the moon is um, promoted to be connected to, to women, um, that kind of moon goddesses, etc. And that is a massive deception. This is not... Um, something that I'm, I'm saying lightly. Um, this is a result of um, me pulling certain um, accounts from the um, ancient ancient texts, 
plus the accounts of the indigenous people, the original ones, before things got tampered with um, to, to kind of hide that deception. The moon has never been connected to women. Uh, the moon has always been the um, the weapon of the, the the false gods, the archons, however you you may want to call them. Uh, so, so the moon is uh, ultimately the the tool or the weapon of control of humans. This is why when you really put aside all these. Um, you know, the articles or whatever you can get online about some moon rituals and do this, do that, some kind of affirmations, manifestations, etc. You know, this is something that's, that's very often put upon women and women might, women might, um, listen to that and, and, and start, um, uh, acting, uh, act accordingly or, or perhaps start, um, with some of those practices. However, when you really, really feel into yourself like, like you did, it doesn't give you a good feeling. Why do children act up? Why do people act up? Why are our emotions so affected by, by the moon? It doesn't, it doesn't only occur during the, during the full moon. There are different things that are happening at different, um, different times. Um, so, so the moon is very, very much linked to, um, overall, our our well being, and it's not only in in terms of the mood. Um, it is it is the, the moon interferes with the hormones, with hormonal systems specifically of women, and this is this is um, based on some of the scientific research. Um, it interferes with menstruation, or specifically with fertility. So something that we think, oh, it's amazing because the moon controls fertility and we want to be in line with the moon cycles. This is such a misinterpretation and misinformation. The moon actually blocks fertility. It reduces woman's fertility to be only about bearing children. And this is where we're starting to touch on those mysteries, um, the, the feminine alchemy. I don't even like to talk about the divine feminine because it, it has some kind of new agey connotations. But I like to call it the way it's been called where, where I come from, um, which is feminine alchemy. So, so a woman is extremely powerful. Um, we happen to have that um construct that structure, energetic and physical, where we are able to birth. And of course, most of the women, most of us um, associate birthing only with children because this is how um, it has been for 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 decades, uh, hundreds of years. But the, the original capacity or ability that women have reaches far, far, far beyond um, bearing children. However, the moon controls that, tries to control that fertility and reduce it only to bearing um, children. It is also affecting the earth grid, the, the, the crystal structures in the earth. So, so the stones, the, the minerals, it's hijacked some of the sun energy. And this is again, if you like the science, then please have a look into, into that. Uh, what the scientists, um, say about, uh, the effect of the moon on the, uh, on the, on the sun rays, on the sunlight. Um, it interferes with the natural cosmic and earth cycles. It is certainly not a friend. This is not a friendly energy. And when you look a little bit into the ancient texts, um, we find exactly why that is. You know, the, the truth is hidden in plain sight. Um, the moon 
according to the ancient texts, has been, it's, it's, it's not a natural satellite. It does not even meet the criteria to be a natural satellite. So that, that's another story. Um, uh, the moon, in, in terms of the geophysical um, side of things, it, it just doesn't, doesn't meet the, the criteria. It, it is placed in a very um, particular and peculiar way um, uh, in relation to the sun, in terms of the eclipses, the size of it, etc. Everything is just too much of a so-called coincidence. So I'm pretty sure that, that, that you might have uh, been questioning some of those things yourselves. Um, but you see, the, the moon, according to the ancient texts, um, is, is not natural. It is, it is a, a sort of um, fake construct. It's been placed um, out there um, in the in the ancient times, we kind of go back here to to the times where the earth was um, attacked by different civilizations, and this is this is not conspiracy theories. We have to we have to push through 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 that. Um, uh, it's when you look into the ancient texts and into the um, much much more than that legends, myths, etc. They hold. Um, the true history of uh, humankind, of the uh, the accounts of exactly what happened here over thousands and thousands of years. Texts such as Enuma Elish, which is the Babylonian creation myth, um, Corpus Hermeticum, especially Corpus Hermeticum. I think, I mean, you cannot get more clear story than that of exactly what happened. Um, Sumerian tablets. A little bit difficulty there because um, the the translation is a little bit of a of a challenge, and they've been obviously um, kept in variety of locations. Um, some of them probably we will never find, uh, but all these, even even the even the Bible, um, massive definitely massive mine of wisdom in the Gnostic texts, but all those different ancient texts just as well as the mythology, especially Greek mythology. Greek mythology is not about just Greece. It is actually the account of exactly what happened on Earth. And when you when you look at um, different mythologies, whether that be Norse here where I am, um, or the Sumerian, the Greek, the Egyptian, or on the other side, we have the Incas, we have the Mayas. Everyone's cosmology, everyone's history, everyone's mythology is very, very similar. So all of these different cultures over years are talking about exactly the same um, uh, story and they are passing the same information about the moon, about Venus as well. However, the problem is, and probably the, the, the people who, who have been sort of digging into the, the, the ongoing agenda enough, you know that the establishment, the, the mainstream um, um, agenda hides the truth. It inverts it. So, so the easiest way to, to, to hide the truth is to invert it or to, to stay to the truth as much as you can, but ultimately, um, pass a lie in there. So, so you kind of have to really use a lot of discernment and, and be able to almost know what you're looking for in order to find it. So originally, when you, when you go back to those, um, cultures, uh, in, in the past, um, the reverence was given to Venus. And Venus is 
we shouldn't be even looking at Venus in, a, in the context of a planet or a star because she's so much more. It is almost like Venus on that energetic level is, is the kind of emanation of a feminine, the true feminine, um, deep feminine energy or as the ancient cultures would say, Venus is literally every woman. We are so deeply connected to Venus energy, not just to Venus energy. I don't want you to get the wrong idea in the sense that there is something external that we need to um, uh, uh, bow down to. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. However, in a context of cosmology, in the context of um, um, astronomy, Venus is telling a certain story. And she's doing uh, she's doing that in her cycles. She's doing that um, in in the way she moves, which is absolutely beautiful. That's another uh, mystery that probably we will touch on today. Um, so so there is a deep deep um, uh, wisdom and alchemy, which is which is um, written into into Venus, into her energy, into her movement. So so you see. What I always say in, in, in some of my other interviews is that the moon has been brought in to replicate, to imitate Venus. Because these ancient cultures, these, these ancient people, especially women, when they still had access to that extended power, to that extended power of giving birth to what? Well, to much more than children. What is it? Right. So let, hopefully we'll explore that, too. Um, when they still had access to to um, being able to literally access the immortality. This is science uh, based. Immortality is written into our genes. How do we access that? Right. So Venus has been holding a lot of those mysteries. She's she's kind of through her movement and through the mysteries related to Venus, a lot of that has been um, coded into that, has been written into that. You see the fact that right now we're told that, um, for example, moon is linked to women because the, the 13 lunar months and that corresponds to the um, feminine cycle. That's not true. That's not true. We have to sort of go back on it. It has been done like that in order to control women's cycles. If you look at mammals, other animals. There is nothing of our size out there that menstruates every month. So there is something else that's going on here. And what's going on here is that our menstruation cycle or our cycle have been hijacked by this mechanism in order that women um, are basically producing more slaves. Unfortunately, this is this, is this context here. And, um, you know, even back in the 70s, through the fact that I come from Eastern Europe, I've been kind of exposed to, to certain, let's call it cultural accounts or, or uh, certain women that uh, perhaps are not that visible. They, they would have been, you know, the, the grandmothers of the, of the old days. Um, there are still stories about women, even up until 70s, 60s, 70s, that they were controlling their own um, cycle themselves meaning they would not be getting uh, their wise blood. I don't even want to call it period. Um, they wouldn't be getting it every month. They would be getting it whenever oh, they want. I have to stop you there and interrupt straight away on that one because 
that is just such an astounding, shocking thing to hear that the whole bleeding that we've been going through half our lives as women. I mean, I don't bleed anymore because it's menopause time, but literally feeling dreadful a week before the whole week of it. I always used to think, why do we have to go through this? It just seems so inhumane, just the loss of iron and just the whole, it really was dreadful. So to hear that you could actually, so what were these um, grandmothers saying? Did how, How did... Right. So, so what they were um, saying, I, I think, I think that um, you've touched upon one uh, other big, big um, uh, accomplishment of the patriarchy and the, the this this establishment, this agenda, um, the the agenda of the of the false gods is that women um, have lost the um, access to the mystery of the menstrual blood. So for us, the time when, or for most of the women, the time of menstruation is, well, something to not enjoy, right? This is something where, um, and, and we've been told, right? Every advert on TV also tells us how we can overcome this time uh, of uh, clearly uh, unnecessary stress, uh, etc. So, so there's certain programming associated with it, which is, which is um, negative, Right. It is it is kind of um, obviously a lot of women will uh, experience discomfort or pain or um, it doesn't have the positive association or connotation. But the, the truth is that the time of menopause and the time of those days of wise blood are the most, most powerful times for a woman who is able to reactivate her alchemy. This is like a massive game changer, okay? This is a game changer. And I am here to tell you the age of Aquarius, which is advertised everywhere and including in all those new age uh, circles, and you might have probably gone um, sick of it. Well, it's again misunderstood. The, The Aquarius is actually a woman. It's a woman with a pitcher. She's holding the Holy Grail, and the Holy Grail is the womb of the awakened alchemical woman. So the time now that we have just entered, that we are entering or or standing at the at the sort of gateway to, is the return of the alchemical woman, the woman who reconnects back to her blood, and the return of the witches, the witches meaning the the women who have gone through the menopause who are, and as you probably know, right, you guys in the UK have amazing um, uh, amount of stories of the, of, the, of the witches. Of course, they are not the greatest um, uh, in sense of what happened. However, the witches, the crones, the wise women, the witch means a wise woman. It, that um, was connected with specifically the time of menopause when a woman was a massive and still is, if she can reconnect that, she's a massive threat to the establishment. Because you see, the witches always um, portrayed in black, right? Wearing black clothes, um, black gowns, perhaps, because the witch alchemically is connected to the so-called the dark matter, the dark energy, 
nothing to do with any darkness or anything like that, nothing to do with any black magic, absolutely not. But it is to do with a woman being able to operate a little bit outside, almost on the quantum level, if you like, that kind of scientific language. So the woman is able to literally create anything and everything. Okay, now I have to ask you, you talked about the woman, so we are capable not just of creating babies. And I want to say, what else are we able to create then? So you, can you explain a bit more, please? Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful question. And very, very important, especially especially in the current times. Let me put it this way. Um, we have been taught that, or we have been told, it's, 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 it's a bit of a catchphrase now that Somebody is living in accordance to the nature or nature cycles. Um, you know, everybody now wants to go back to nature and be closer to nature. And that's all great. But, but I think what we miss is the depth of what does it actually mean? What did it mean in the past? And you see, in the past, when women were living uh, in line with the nature cycles, meaning um, there would be spring, there would be spring equinox, certain things were done, certain ceremonies, certain, um, in, in the context, certain things that these women were doing in the context of cosmic events and also the events in the so-called underworld that's not hell. This is something that you probably might understand as the other world in the Celtic um, lore, for example. So it's almost like there are three worlds and, and Norse mythology very nicely shows that the upper kingdom, the middle and the, the lower kingdom. So the, the tree of life. And these women would have been observing certain um, cosmic events which then, as above, so below, the true meaning of as above, so below had nothing to do with astrology. It is to do with, again, feminine alchemy, with this wisdom. Certain cycles happening up in the, in the cosmic context, in the cosmic womb, the same events are happening in the earth womb and in the woman. Big, big secret here. So come spring, women would have been weaving the web of life in accordance to certain um, uh, cycles or certain, certain cosmic context. Then come Easter, right? And Easter has been again inverted because Easter is mysterium of life and it's been turned into mysterium of death. But the theme of Easter, resurrection, what are women giving birth to? Women are giving birth to certain energies. What does it mean? I'll, I'll tell you because it kind of sounds new agey. Um, when a woman, let's, let's look at the child, right? Giving birth to a child. So a woman is a portal, the, the womb, the Holy Grail. This is where the Holy Grail is. The Holy Grail is not to be found buried any, anywhere. Holy Grail is the womb of the alchemical woman. So, so all the Templar stories, all the um, Cathars, for example, stories and other stories also in, uh, obviously in the Celtic lore, talking about the Holy Grail. Well, this is the, the real Holy Grail. And so, so a woman has the ability to bring in a soul from another dimension, from another realm, into her womb and materialize it and give birth to a baby, 
to something physical, right? So I think that we trivialize the massive mysterium that happens here. We take it for granted. For, for us, it's so natural. It's normal, right? Anybody can do it, no problem. But think about it. When you just stop yourself for a minute and think about it, that we have access, our bodies have access to another realm where the soul comes in and we materialize, materialize it into a being. If we are able to do that, what else are we able to materialize into this realm, into this physical realm? Well, the answer is anything. So when, when we talk about giving birth to other things, for example, some of those, um, then we would have to probably spend another two hours <laughs> explaining more in details those things, but just to kind of give you a flavor. A woman has the ability to bring in certain energies and materialize them into this world. So when we talk about the earth going through certain cycles or certain energies being here, these are just energies. It's nothing. It's just an energy unless it is being brought into this world in, in a material kind of form. And this has always been the role of a woman. And you see, the problem right now is that women are still doing it on an unconscious level. However, what is being planted into women to give birth to is the agenda of the fake gods, of the fa fake archons, because you, you know probably very well that they do not have ability to create. They do not have the ability to um, uh, give birth to anything, to make anything happen. They only can do mind control. They only can do programming. They can only um, in some way lead us to do for them as they wish. And we do that. How? By participating in certain religious, for example, um, things, which is, it, it, that's, that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy because a woman is um, serving the, the fake gods, the archons, when a woman is a temple herself. So, so you see, if, if we are able to create the reality which we have, which unfortunately, as you know, we have so many people here, how many of us want to live in a, in a place of, of, of wars and fear and luck and illness, etc. Well, probably not many, right? Probably nobody. So why does this world look like that? What happened with us creating, giving birth, creating? Um, I, I'm not talking manifesting. I'm talking creating here. What happened? Why aren't we creating a different world? Well, because we don't know how to do it, right? Yeah, wow. And so apart from not knowing how to do it, um, if our minds are controlled and half the month are bleeding and, you know, having the emotional up and down and then we have the moon, it's not surprising really. I just have this image of battery chickens and animals that are being force fed and I just can't help feel that we as women have... <laughs> That's exactly correct. That's exactly what, what is happening. And I, it's dreadful. It's a dreadful picture, but that is exactly what they have been doing for millennia with us. 
But you see the, the 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 beautiful story here. I don't want you to focus on the fact that there is a moon there, um, and and that uh, we've been we've been used like this, and 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 we have those um, uh, because mind you, you see the obviously obviously the women that are are um, uh, in their time of um, menstruation, of course they have that that access but witches have even more power so so absolutely this is not a woman a woman has the the triplicity triplicity of um aspects in terms of energy to 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 use every woman is a witch a creatrix or a mother and a and a maiden so so she is able to do a lot of things to weave a web of life, to to give birth with these energies. This is not only available for women who are still in their reproductive years. Absolutely not. Um, and and you know, I think I think that the key takeaway here is: do not focus, do not worry that this is how it's been, and 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 the moon has been having this control and it's terrible and what to do. Absolutely not. The, the, the key thing here is that we are now reaccessing this wisdom. We are now remembering, you know, I am not here to teach anything to anyone because I'm pretty sure that today in the audience, there's going to be women who are going to be feeling, yes, I've been feeling something. I'm not sure what, but I've been feeling that I have some kind of purpose here, that I am here to literally participate in something greater, that me as a woman must surely mean something more. And I'm telling you today, this is, you know, I'm not coming here as some kind of researcher. I'm coming here to you as a woman, as one of those women who remembered. Thank you, Ola, because just having a, you know, a helpful, positive, practical um, sort of note to this whole interview, you know, like what can we do today? How do we get in touch with all these, you know, because I think very few people grow up with a wise grandmother who remembers how things used to be. What are some of the practical ways that we can do that? I mean, if you were going back and if you could travel back in time to your younger self, what advice would you actually give? The advice that I would give to myself is to never in any capacity disconnect from my or or think that my feminine essence is of less value. Because I think that this world, this world is very much, especially, especially lately, it's very much pushing that kind of hustler type of, you know, agenda that, that all of us must achieve, all of us must have great jobs, etc. Um, that is disconnecting women. This is, this is absolutely a controlled agenda. It is there to disconnect us from our essence because our essence is very dangerous very dangerous to the establishment meaning what to the to this matrix right if, if you if you're familiar with that phrase it is very very dangerous to to the way things are so we absolutely the women that are able to reconnect with that capacity with that alchemical capacity are an immediate threat to this sick um, construct that has that we have been functioning under. So probably the, the 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 people that watch the Matrix or the you know red pilled people will know exactly what I'm talking about here. Um, this is this is ultimately the, the the biggest threat. And I think I think that the the thing that we need to understand is that 
there are certain ways specifically in which we get disconnected from that essence. And that is two sort of polarities or two, two extremes, two extreme um, situations that a woman might experience. One is when a woman steps into a victim mode. And the other one is when a woman steps into the um, masculine or very kind of mind-based. And you see, the victim mode is um, not not necessarily about oh poor me. That's 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 not that's not the only kind of context here. The victim mode is about um, us, you know, overextending ourselves, doing too much, feeling that we have to prove ourselves, feeling that we have to be needed, that we have to earn our place, we have to earn um, our whether that's at work or in a relationship or perhaps, you know, women that are doing too much, overdoing, running around, doing everything, trying to make sure everyone is happy. Um, so, so you see, there is there is um, danger when, when a woman starts to try to prove herself, start to um, find ways to show that she is useful. To whom? The woman is the biggest creative power in this world. The feminine energy is the biggest creative power in the universe. We don't have to prove anything to anyone. And women forget. And women kind of play small. You know, women, women, and, and of course, this is due to patriarchy. This is due to the fact that we have been pushed down um, over hundreds and, and thousands of years. We've had patriarchy for uh, several thousand years. So there is very deep, deep programming, not only generational, but of course, it's kind of imprinted into cultures, regardless of which culture you come from. There is this kind of subconscious serving, serving and sacrifice written into into the behavior oh it doesn't it doesn't matter what i want i will just go ahead and i have to sacrifice for my family i just have to go ahead with their wishes or with my husband's or with my children women put themselves last or at least not first so that self-love self-respect is not present and you see what I'm talking about has nothing to do. And of course, on the other, on the other side, we have the, the women that, that totally disconnect from that intuitive sense, from that womb, from that heart. And they kind of step into that brain and mind and everything needs to be logical and everything. Um, they just, they just become quite masculine. Um, so, so both of those scenarios, the problem is, that you see what I'm talking about, this is not some kind of um, far-fetched concept that, oh, we just have to visualize something or we just have to say some affirmations. Unfortunately, that's not going to help because the, the feminine alchemy, these, these teachings that I'm talking about, they are linked to the ability of a woman to produce certain secretions, Right? secretions of the body because there is a potency in our secretions this is why when you look back into the um for example at the witches they people would be scared of them back in a day because they would for example um curse you right although some of those stories are a little a little bit pushed um but a, a woman secretions meaning the, the substances that a body produces, whether that is the menstrual blood, whether that's the saliva, tears of joy, 
all of that are secretions. But not only that, there are secretions produced by our hormonal system that never get out on the surface, but they have certain potency. But unfortunately, they only have potency when a woman is not in any of those extremes. So she's not stepping into the, the victim mode and she's not stepping into the um, uh, that kind of masculine or, or the mind-based type of type of um, uh, behaviors. So, so when a woman truly loves herself and she chooses herself, she has boundaries, she's acting in a healthy way, she, um, she understands, first of all, she understands that she has this unbelievable power of alchemy which has been long long forgotten and this is nothing this is nothing to do with any kind of goddesses or external external um uh, worship no this is every every woman capacity every woman capability but this is something that has been eradicated it's been erased this is why probably um, uh, what I'm speaking about is not something that you have heard a lot about or perhaps you, you've heard about it in a distorted way because, you know, a lot has been done to hide this uh, information from women, especially now in the time when so-called return of the alchemical woman is absolutely um the energy of the times and this is not some kind of um, astrological interpretation this is this is something that we can see um, uh, in prophecies we can see this already happening um, uh, in the uh, apocalypse uh, St. John's apocalypse talks about it as well so so the the great sign well the great sign um, the woman with the, clothed in the sun with moon at her feet with 12 stars, with the crown of 12 stars above her head, and she was um, with a child. That is explained in the apocalypse, and that time has already happened in 2017. Even Vatican confirmed it. So the time is absolutely upon us. So I think it's, it's definitely for women to feel into this. Um, and you see, this is an absolute critical time this this has not happened in the history not in the sense that we have such a cosmic um, support and cosmic i don't mean astrological i literally mean um we have certain context of of certain stars um, and the sun and the earth supporting this time of hopefully um liberating and and having the ability to live such a better life. But but women are going to play a critical role here. Okay, well, they, there was a lot in there. I, I haven't heard about these secretions inside the body. I mean, the first thing I was thinking of was estrogen. I mean, that's the obvious thing. But what are these other secretions? Well, estrogen, right? And th these are the hormones. So we're not we're not talking on the on that um, kind of um, scientific level. This is not something that you can fix by taking hormones. <laughs> this is literally the, the secretions that I'm talking about are certain substances that are produced as a result of a woman who um, starts sort of stepping into that alchemy. So, so these are substances in your body. Some of them are, they're not to do with physical, um, just physical hormones, as in all, 
it doesn't concern me because I have imbalance here or imbalance there, or maybe I, I've had some um, operation, perhaps something has been removed. It doesn't matter. It does not matter because we are built with that um, energetic side to, to our, to our construction. So, so the fact that physically perhaps something is, is, is out of balance or not quite there. Well, when a woman, and this is funny thing, you see, because, because also a lot of those imbalances and the hormonal kind of issues, they are a direct result. This is your body telling you you're out of the alignment. You're off on something. Perhaps you compromising too much. Perhaps you are going against yourself. Perhaps you're not listening to yourself. Something is off. So, so when a woman is really, you know, don't, don't worry about the hormones right now. Don't worry about running to the doctor and, 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 and doing checks. This is not where we start. Where we start is literally chop wood and carry water. What we, where we start is we look at our life. How do I live my life? How can I become more of, of that kind of woman who truly loves herself and values herself? Because that is going to be the environment in which you are going to um, chemically and energetically come back to, to that alignment, to that balance, which is necessary for, the, for, for, the, for that alchemy. We're talking alchemy here, okay? Not chemistry. I think that the problem is that people, when I talk about alchemy, a lot of people think about turning um, lead into gold and that kind of masculine alchemy. Well, yeah, there is a bit of a lead into gold, but it's not about the elements. It's about something else. And the cauldron of any alchemy for a woman is the womb. What I'm talking about, the feminine alchemy this is the literally the holy grail. This is the bottom of every teaching this is what jesus has been teaching about this is this is at the bottom of the druids tradition this is at the bottom of the of the, the egyptian alchemy this is at the bottom of the of the teachings in the vedas and everywhere else at the very very bottom because you see we are um, obviously exposed to certain mythology and history which is patriarchal we have gods Goddesses are kind of somewhere there, but there is some kind of um, context of, of them being promiscuous, perhaps. And, and it's very, very shallow and reduced. But at the bottom of it, at the bottom, the cauldron that the Druids are talking about, this is not any external cauldron. This is a cauldron, meaning it is the womb of a woman. It, it is exactly that. At the bottom of these, you have to kind of, dig deep down into the original meaning of, of what are they um, talking about. The same with the Cathars, the same with the um, uh, the Knights Templars. And yeah, probably some of you will say, oh my God, but this is the Illuminati and this is the, the Masonic kind of... No, 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 no. There were two traditions, the inner tradition and the outer tradition. And the outer tradition of the Templars evolved into the, the Masonic and the Illuminati would not. But the inner tradition of the Templars, totally different stuff. And this is connected to the feminine alchemy. And the feminine alchemy me so originally back back in the history the creation the history is not patriarchal it's not gods masculine it's the feminine and one of the biggest secrets of the the feminine alchemy is perfinogenesis this is why we have virgin birth she wasn't she wasn't a virgin physically but 
she conceived parthenogenetically without um, participation of the male um, sperm. And women still have that ability. Again, it is still written into our genes. It is still written into our uh, abilities. We have just lost contact with that alchemy. Wow. Okay. Just sorry, the, the virgin birth, because they always think that's some sort of um, thing to make someone feel special. So can women actually make a baby? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's exactly what that's exactly what I'm saying. The 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 biggest um, one of the biggest secrets of of the alchemy, but of the alchemy, okay, feminine alchemy, feminine alchemy, meaning the womb alchemy, is parthenogenesis. So women are able to um, become pregnant without any sexual contact with a male. And if you look back into the, the creation stories, whether that's uh, Sefer Yetzirah or the Kabbalistic, uh, Kabbalistic stories, whether you look into even the original, the original um, Bible stories or Gnostic stories, the creation of this universe is not feminine plus masculine. No, it's only feminine. It is only feminine. So women and back in the day, women still had that or, or still had access to this wisdom. So of course they had that capability. So when we're talking about the virgin birth, we're not talking about um you know the way it's been it's been um turned into some kind of grotesque um by by a variety of um explanations. We're talking um about Mary. Mary was um uh, she was she was initiated into um, some of the Egyptian into into basically mystery school of Isis. So she was she was trained in Egypt. Um, she had access to the the wisdom taught in those mystery schools, very deep alchemical wisdom. She was one of the one of the priestesses of Isis. And there's nothing look there's nothing there's nothing esoteric about it, or there's nothing negative about it. It's just that women used to have access to these mysteries. So the the virgin birth, the virgin conception, was to do with the fact that she conceived without participation of a male. We still, you know, if we are able to, of course, these are high, high levels of alchemy. Um, and alchemy, you see, don't get turned off. When I say alchemy, it does not mean that you have to go to some school and study for years. Alchemy in a woman is purely to do with literally the, the hormonal side of things, the, those secretions in our body. And that is a result of what a woman how a woman treats herself, how a woman lives her life. It is literally... Okay, so we just got cut off there for some unknown reason. But um, Ola, it's been absolutely wonderful to have you here today. And I really want to get your um, contact details in so that uh, women can get in touch with you to learn more about this. So your website is selfmasteryquest.com. So S-E-L-F-M-A-S-T-E-R-Y. Q-U-E-S-T, all one word, dot com. 
um, is that the best place for people to get in touch with you? Yes, absolutely. Um, pleasure. It's been absolute pleasure. And um, absolutely, if somebody feels called to um, dig a little bit deeper or perhaps reach out, I've also um, I've done a webinar. Um, so that might be of interest as well. The, the webinar on Mysterium of uh, Life, which I've done in the context of Easter and the true original meaning of Easter in the context of feminine alchemy so um the context of resurrection what does it truly mean and why a woman is always present at resurrection and you you see that from the accounts of mary magdalena with jesus or isis osiris um inanna dumuzi there's always a woman um and that is um going much deeper into some of the some of the mysteries that i shared with you today um, so absolutely happy to happy to hear from you and and just please reach out if you feel called to. Ola, thank you so much from everyone listening from me. It's been absolutely magical in all senses of that, and uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for uh, having me, and um, goodbye, everybody.